Hello everyone, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's devotional. And um, it's a beautiful day again with the Lord. And we're going to be interceding for the nations of the world, declaring that only that which God has planned for mankind is allowed and permitted. All that the devil is trying to do to, you know, be go ahead of his time. We're going to stand in his way and clear that the will of God is done in our nation. The purpose of God prospers in every place amongst every people. I'm going to declare that the word of God fills the earth as the waters cover the sea. Knowledge of God's word at this moment. Pray, call your name, call your president, call your governor. Call those that you need to intercede for. Declare what you want to see in your nations. Please unmute your mic as we pray. <laughs> I'm 
Praise the Lord. I'm going to be praying against um, the plan of the enemy to create a vaccinated tribe against another uh, the unvaccinated tribe. Um, in many nations around the world, um, there is an agenda between now and the fourth quarter to ensure that um, there is a 60% vaccination across um, all the world. And if you, for instance, if you watched your love world yesterday, you, you got more insight into this. And um, Pastor explained, um, you know, the wound that would come from the area of the vaccine and how it will become the um, the in the capital, um, you know, insistence for taking the mark of the beast, which will be said to be the only cure for those who have been vaccinated. You know, it's wanting to say that, oh, I know the truth and I will not be a victim, but we have families, we have loved ones, we have neighbors, we have colleagues who are being, you know, deceived by this thing. And if, um, you know, this is already like a foundation for them accepting the mark of the beast. It means that if we, if we don't do something about it, these guys are already on their way to hell. So we're gonna pray against the agenda of the devil to vaccinate the whole world. We're gonna put a stop, put a halt on his activities. Declare that your nation is free. Declare that it will not work. Declare that it will not happen. You know, we have a right to make declarations and have it come to pass. So I want you at this moment to unmute your mic, pray for your president, pray for your governors, pray for your leaders, and pray that it will not prosper in your country. 
as well as in all the nations of the world. Thank you. Bako Sakata. Rege Bashanda Bradiza. Balu Sakati Kris. Erige Sundu Koosha. Erzinti Padiza Kabaya. Zala Bantu Sakati Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you. Your kingdom come in all the earth. Your will is done in our world. Thank you because from the foundation of the world, you laid out the plans of the earth and you determined what will happen. You gave the earth to us and you said that whatsoever we bound in on earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever we lose on earth is loosed in heaven. Father, we thank you for only your will prospers in our world. The plan to create a vaccinated tribe and to instigate them against an unvaccinated tribe will not work. The eyes of men are open to the truth. Truth prevails in our world. Truth prevails in our world, in every nook and cranny, in every island, in every village, in every town, in every city. The eyes of men are open to the truth. They stand for the truth. They resist this agenda to vaccinate the whole world. 
from every institution of government, from every organization, from every place. Yes, yes, many are rising to stand for the truth and stand against this evil agenda. Yes, the work of the devil to go ahead of his time. He stopped, he stopped in his tracks by the power of the Holy Ghost and the ministry of angels. Yes, we've dispersed angels all around the world declaring that the will of God prospers in every place in this world. Yes, God's kingdom come. God's agenda is what is pushed. God's agenda makes progress in our world. Thank you, Father. Give you praise. Because everywhere around the world, the knowledge of your word, it covers the earth as the waters cover the sea. Thank you, Father. We worship and adore you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. I like to say good morning once again. Good afternoon, good evening to every one of you connected. Um, welcome once again to our daily devotion with the Lord. And I trust that it's been a beautiful month of joy for you. So much is happening in our world. And the Bible says the darkness shall cover the earth and God's darkness the people. It said, but the light of the Lord, the glory of the Lord will rise upon his own. And I believe that you are enjoying that life. It doesn't matter what happens in the world. We're called to be different. And the darker the night, the brighter the light can shine. So don't be moved by the darkness in the world. Don't be moved by all that's happening in the world. While we pray, know that it was the same world that destroyed the world that bore the ark of Noah up. So that which is destroying people in your organization, in your institution, around where you stay or whatever the case may be. It's that same thing that will be your instrument for lifting. So continue to stay in joy and to live in God's will. Praise God. Today's Tuesday, 26th and you can follow me on the screen as I take the devotion. A compelling desire for change. Ernest heartfelt connected prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous, powerful, dynamic in his walking. James 5 and verse 16, the Amplified Class translation. Any kind of positive change you might desire is possible in the name of Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, looking through the scriptures, you'll find examples of people who had desperate for a change and what they did. You too can learn from what they learned act as they did get what they got. Kana, for example. For many years, she remained childless and decided she must have a miracle. She went to the house of the Lord, fell on her face before God and prayed, made a vow and prevailed. How compelled are you to change your financial status? How compelled are you to change your health situation? How compelling is your desire to move to the next level and experience the supernatural in your daily work, in your ministry, academics, business, or career? Success and progress in any area requires very simple and basic principles. I'll take that again. Success and progress in any area requires very simple and basic principles. One of such is a strong, compelling desire let your desire be strong enough to compel you to take the right and necessary actions. In Mark 5, 25 to 29, we see another striking example of an actualized desire for change. It's the account of the woman with the issue of blood who, having suffered for 12 long years, made up her mind to receive a recall. Compelled by her desire, she pressed through an impossible crowd to get to Jesus. The find the injunction for, that forbade her from physical contact with other people. The hemorrhage she suffered made her ceremonially unclean. Therefore, she stood the risk of being stoned to death if found in public following the Jewish law of the day. That's, you find that in Leviticus 15, 25 to 27. However, her desire for freedom, for her healing, compelled her to act and she got a miracle. In Mark 9, 23, Jesus said, all things are possible to him that believeth. 
So in no difference where you are in your life today, anything is possible. Act on God's word. Act faith and be about the result that you want and it shall be so. Praise God, praise God, praise God. You know, reading this, I'm just telling myself I needed to hear this. This is for me. This is for me. And I don't know if you feel me way. You know, there's so many, you know, that part that said, how compelled are you to change your financial status? I'm a HAVE member and I really want to move to the next level in my finances. How compelled are you to change your health situation? You may have dealt with the matter concerning you again and again and again and again. Have you given up? How compelled your desire to move to the next level and experience supernatural in your daily walk, in your ministry, in your academics, in your business or in where you know, and go through every day and that day is just normal, normal. Oh, I woke up, I ate, I went to work, I go back from work, I made some calls to family, I went to bed, you know, and then we went to church. And then I go back to bed. I wake up the next day. Another nothing extraordinary about your life. Nothing supernatural about your day. That's not the life that God called us to live. The Bible says that if all events and all the activities, daily activities of Jesus was documented, that the world would not be able to contain the books. That every day his life filled the miraculous. And he said greater things than he did. And he was talking about the kind, the quantity, how much more we can do. Just lived for 33 years, only one man. There are many of us in the world today. Many of us are above 33. Many others are coming. He's saying that can do more. And we have so many tools that even help us do much more in a very short time. In the days of the apostle, Paul and the other guys had to travel nation to nation on foot. There were certain times where it took them three days to get from one state to another. Some took them weeks. It took them years to cover the whole of Asia, someone like Paul. But today we have one program and we're streaming to the whole world. And you say you would not give. When that seed, that one seed takes to the whole world, it's like you've gone through the whole world and you have preached the gospel. So the opportunities are numerous. We can make much more impact. Back in the days, for instance, we had the healing stream and many of us set up you know, different healing centers. My cell had 10 healing centers. And from wherever pastor was, people received their healing. But back in Jesus' days, back in the days of the apostle, people had to wait until they got to their city, until they got to their towns. But now, in different parts of the world, we set up healing centers, many were healed. The healings are so much that the healing school have had to introduce a daily show called Miracles, Healing Streams Festival of Miracles, 4 to 6 p.m. GNC plus 1. And then people are watching that same show and getting healed. How do you explain it? It's better worse than I did, would you do? In my that you desire, you must have that compelling desire. You know, one of the strategies of this is to get you to give up. You give up on the inside. You don't expect anything more from life. You don't expect anything more from anyone and from the situation. You're just waiting for time to buy. I was saying, worst case scenario, when the rapture, the trumpet sounds, I go at the rapture, please, I'll be done with this terrible world that has a lot of evil people. Maybe people have betrayed you. Maybe loved ones have actually hurt you. Things would happen. Sometimes you look at your life like, what, what's more? The Bible says, the mercies of God are new every morning. And come therefore, the throne of grace that you might obtain mercy and find grace to help in times of need. There's grace for every day, there's grace for every time, and there's grace for every situation. There's no such a thing as I'm done with you. God is never done with you, so don't be done with yourself. So today, 
while learning about the complete desire for a change. You must have it and you must nurse it on a daily basis. No matter how beautiful your finances are, you should desire more. Do you know that there is no amount that you give, even at this time, that would be enough for the work that we have to do? How much does it take to reach 6 billion people at a time, per minute, per second, per hour, per day? So you cannot give and say, ah, ministry has enough. They have enough. So I'm done. No, it cannot be done. If you gave a billion dollars every hour, it will still not be okay. We have so much to do. So you can't stop desiring for more. You can't stop talking that you will give in the billions, that you will give in the trillions, that you will give money as dust. You can't stop talking. You can't give up on that soul. You know, sometimes I think about the fact that somebody led Pastor Christ to Christ. Somebody won his soul. Somebody followed up on him. Pastor will share how this particular brother, once he hears the brother's voice in the hallway, he will change from his bed to his friends, his colleagues' bed in school, and cover himself and pretend that he's sleeping. So the brother come and check Pastor's bed, and he wasn't there in his bed. Meanwhile, Pastor is where he is looking at him from another angle. He would run away from the brother because the brother wanted to follow him up. That brother did give up. Then look at Pastor Chris today. So that those guys are insulting you and avoiding you doesn't mean that tomorrow they will not become pastors. They will not become deacons or deaconesses. They will not become solid as PCF leaders, donor pastors, pastors. So no matter what you are involved with in your daily affairs of life, you must have that compelling desire for a change, a great change at that, a dramatic change at that. At the ICLC pastor was sharing about how that you can take a step at a time and you can take a leap, a, a great leap. Where, where you are coming from, where you get to, there's no, there, it cannot be, the difference can be compared. You know, when, when, when we say the difference is clear. You can't you can add up. You can't, you can't, you left this, this place. I can't explain it. Your success must be unreasonable. Die, say it. Say it again and again. My success is unexplainable. I'm wealthier than nations put together, than all the trading markets put together. In a time when a lot of a lot of guys are involved in the likes of the forex and you know the stock market, you know the trillions that go through such market, and you see you're wealthier than they put together. I'm wealthier than all commodities. Not that desire for a change. Don't give for anything in the world. It makes no difference where you are in your life today. Anything is possible. Continue to act on the word. Continue to act your faith and be absolute about the result that you want. And it shall be so. Praise God. All right. I'm going to read the further study. Quickly and... Um, We have three scriptures in the further study. We have Luke 18, 1 to 8, and he speak a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying, there was, a, there was a city, there was in a city a judge, which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said with himself, Oh, I fear not God, nor regard man. Yet because this widow troubled me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And said, Hear what the unjust judge said, and shall not avenge his own elect, cry day and night unto him, though he be he bear long with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. He will avenge them speedily, but speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. That's why I said that the strategy of the devil is to get you to give. 
because God needs your faith. And that faith is kept alive by that strong compelling desire for a change. Further study Hebrews 11, 32 to 33, and what shall I more say? For the time would fill me to tell of Gideon and of Barak, of Samson and of Jephthah, of Vidoso and Samuel, and of the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. Mark 5, 25 to 20, a certain woman which had had an issue of 12 years and suffered things of musicians, and has spent all that had, and was not in Bethel, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press time, and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straight with fountain of blood was dried up, and she felt in her that she was healed of that pig. Praise God. So those are the four study scriptures that I just read. We'll quickly absolute prayer. Just repeat after me where you are. Thank you, dear Father, for my child life in Christ. I'm a success. I walk in victory, divine wisdom, and the dome of the spirit. Because my faith and I see and live by the true life of your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes if you if you your day and sometimes you're wondering what do I need to say, what kind of prayer do I need to pray, you can always trust the content of the Rhapsody of Realities devotional. You can get your daily affirmations from there. You can get content of what you can say into your life from the Rhapsody. So today. Be encouraged in your walk of faith and do not give up. Praise God. I'm going to hand over to Brother John, who will take us through the rhapsody, um, through the daily reading portions of the scripture from the New Testament to the Old Testament. Thank you so much, everyone. God bless you. Thank you so much, esteemed Amarak. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to our daily Bible reading. And um, we are today we're reading the book of Romans, chapter two in the New Testament, and book of Psalms 38 to 41 in the Old Testament. So the caption is God is kind but not soft. God is kind but not soft. Those people are on a dark spiral downward. You know, you know, it's coming from verse one. And I was talking about some people from chapter one. Sorry. So from verse one, say so those people are on a dark spiral downward. But if you think that, if you think that leaves you on the high ground where you can point your finger at others, think again. Every time you criticize someone, you condemn yourself. You see that every time you criticize someone, you <laughs> condemn yourself. It takes one to know one. Hmm. Judgmental criticism of others is a well-known way of escaping detection in your own crimes and misdemeanors. But God isn't so easily diverted. He sees right through all such smoke screens and holds you to what you've done. You didn't think, you didn't think, did you? that just by pointing your finger at others, you would distract God from seeing all your misdoings and from coming down on you hard? Or did you think that because he's such a nice God, he'd let you off the hook? Better think this one through from the beginning. God is kind, but he's not soft. In kindness, he takes us firmly by the hand and leads us into a radical life change. You're not getting by with anything. Every refusal and avoidance of God adds fear to the fire. The day is coming when it's going to blaze hot and high. God's fiery and righteous judgments. Make no mistake, in the end, you get what's coming to you. Real life for those who walk on God's side, but to those who insist on getting their own way and take the path of least resistance, fire. 
if you go against the grain, you get splinters, regardless of which neighborhood you're from, <clears throat> what your parents taught you, what schools you attended. But if you embrace the way God does things, there are wonderful payoffs. Again, without regard to where you're from or how you were brought up, being a Jew won't give you an automatic stamp of approval. God pays no attention to what others say or what you think about you. He makes up his own mind. If you sin without knowing what you're doing, God takes that into account. But if you sin, knowing fully well what you're doing, that's a different story entirely. Merely hearing God's law is a waste of time. If you don't do what he commands, doing, not hearing, is what makes the difference with God. Doing, not hearing, is what makes the difference with God. When outsiders who have never heard of God's law follow it more or less by instinct, they confirm its truth by their obedience. They show that God's law is not something alien imposed on us from without, but woven into the very fabric of our creation. There is something deep within, within them that echoes God's yes and no, right and wrong. Their response to God's yes and no <coughs> will become public knowledge on the day God makes his final decision about every man and woman. The message that God that I proclaim through Jesus Christ takes into account all these differences. Caption, religion can't save you. <coughs> if you're brought up Jewish, don't assume that you can lean back in the arms of your religion and take it easy. Feeling small because you are an insider in God's revelation. A coiner of the best things of God. Informed on the latest doctrines. I have a special word of caution for you. Who are sure that you have it all together yourselves. And because you know God's revealed word inside and out. Feel qualified to guide others through, your, through their blind alleys or allies and dark nights and confused emotions to God. While you're guiding others, who is going to guide you? I'm quite serious. While preaching, don't steal. Are you going to rob people blind? Who would suspect you? The same with adultery, the same with idolatry. You can get by with almost anything if you front it with eloquent talk about God and his love. A line from scripture. It is because of you, Jews, that the outsiders frown on God. Shows it's an old problem that isn't going to go away. Circumcision, the surgical ritual that marks you as a Jew, is great if you live in accord with God's law. But if you don't, it is worse than not being circumcised. The reverse is also true. The uncircumcised who keep God's ways are as good as the circumcised. In fact, better. Better to keep God's law uncircumcised than break it circumcised. Don't you see? It is not the cut of a knife that makes a Jew. You become a Jew by who you are. It is a mark of God on your heart, not on a knife on your skin that makes a Jew. And recognition comes from God, not legalistic critics. Praise God. So much instruction in this book. The advice that will go right again on our own and um, use it to, to make some changes in our lives. So, I'll quickly proceed to the book of Psalm 38. Psalm 38. So, we're reading four chapters in the Old Testament today. So, this is another psalm. David said, take a deep breath, God. Calm down. Don't be so hasty with your punishing rod. Your sharp-pointed arrows of rebuke draw blood. My backside stings from your discipline. I've lost 20 pounds in two months because of your accusation. My bones are brittle as dry sticks because of my sin. I've, I'm swamped by my bad behavior, collapsed under an avalanche of gifts. The cuts in my flesh stink and grow maggots because I have lived so badly. And now I'm flat on my face, 
feeling sorry for myself morning to night. All my sights, all my insights are on fire. My body is a wreck. I'm on the last leg. I've had it. My life is a vomit of God. Lord, my longings are sitting in plain sight. My groans, an old story to you. My heart's about to break. I'm a burned out kiss. Cataracts blind me to God and good. Old friends avoid me like the plague. My cousins never visit. My neighbors stab me in the back. My competitors blacking my name. Devoutly, they pray for my ruin. But I'm deaf and mute to it all. Ears shut, mouth shut. I don't hear a word they say. Don't speak a word in response. What I do, God is, what I do, God, is wait for you. Wait for my Lord, my God, you will answer. I wait and pray so they won't laugh me off, won't smugly shut off when I stumble. I'm on the edge of losing it. The pain in my gut keeps burning. I'm ready to tell my story of failure. I'm no longer smug in my sin. My enemies are alive and in action. A lynch more after my neck. I give out good and get back evil from God-haters who can't stand a God-lover. Don't dump me, God. My God, don't stand me up. Hurry and help me. I want some wild open space in my life. Chapter 39, I'm determined to watch my steps, to watch steps and tongue, so they won't land me in trouble. I decided to hold my tongue as long as wicked is in the room. Mom's the word, I said, and kept quiet. But the longer I kept silence, the worse it got. My insights got hotter and hotter. My thoughts boiled over. I spewed my guts. Tell me what's going on, God. How long do I have to leave? Give me the bad news. You've kept me on pretty short rations. My life is a string too short to be saved. Oh, we are all puffs of air. Oh, we are all shadows in the campfire. Oh, we are just spits in the wind. We make a pile and then we leave it. What am I doing in the meantime, Lord? Hoping. That's what I'm doing. Hoping. Hoping you will save me from a rebel life. Save me from the content of idiots. I'll say no more. I'll shut my mouth. Since you, Lord, are behind all this, but I can't take it much longer. When you put us through the fire to purge us from our sin, our dearest idols go up in smoke. Are we also nothing but smoke? Ah, God, listen to my prayer. My cry, open your ears. Don't be callous. Just look at these tears of mine. I'm a stranger here. I don't know my way. A migrant like my whole family. Give me a break. Cut me some slack before it is too late. And I'm out of here. Psalm 40. I waited and waited and waited for God. At last he looked. Finally, he listened. He lifted me out of the ditch. Pulled me from the deep mud. He stood me up on a solid rock to make sure I wouldn't sleep. He taught me how to sing the latest God song. He preached song to our God. More and more people are seeing this. They enter the mystery, abandoning themselves to God. Blessed are you who give yourselves over to God. Turn your backs on the world's short thing. Ignore what the world worships. The world's a huge stockpile of God wonders and God thoughts. Nothing and no one compares to you. I start talking about you telling what I know, and quickly run out of words. Neither numbers nor words account for you. Doing something for you, bringing something to you, that is not what you are after. Being religious, acting pious, that is not what you are asking for. You've opened my ears so I can listen. So I answer, I'm coming. I read in your letter what you wrote about me, and I'm coming to the party. You are throwing for me. That is when God's word entered my life, became part of my very being. I've preached you to the whole congregation. I've kept back nothing, God. You know that. I didn't keep the news of your ways a secret. I didn't keep it to myself. I told it all. 
how dependent you are, how thorough. I didn't hold back. Can anyone hear Brother John? Brother Martins, can you hear him? No, I can't hear him. He just went off. He just went off. Okay. Okay, we'll give him a second to be back. I think I should just take it on from here. Okay. Praise the Lord. We're in... Um... Verse Lord. I waited and waited and waited for God. At least he looked finally and he listened. He lifted me out of the ditch, pulled me from the deep mud. He stood me up on a solid rock to make sure I wouldn't sleep. He taught me how to sing. He taught me how to sing the latest God song, a priest song to our God. More and more people are saying this. They enter the mystery, abandoning themselves to God, abandoning themselves to God. Blessed are you who give yourself over to God. Turn your backs on, on the world. Sure thing. Ignore what the world worship. The world's stockpile of God wonders and God thoughts. Nothing and no one compares to you. I start talking about you, telling what I know, and quickly run out of words. Neither numbers nor words account for you. Do something for you. Doing something for you. Bringing something to you. That's not what you're after. Being religious, acting pious, that's not what you're asking for. You open my ears so I can listen. You have opened my ears so I can listen. So I answered, I'm coming. I read in your letters what you wrote about me. And I'm coming to party. I'm coming to the party you're throwing for me. That's when God's word entered my life, became part of my, my very being. I've preached to you, to the whole congregation. I've preached you to the whole congregation. I've kept back nothing, God. You know that. I didn't keep the news of your ways a secret. Didn't keep it to myself. I told it all. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How dependable you are. How thorough. I didn't hold back pieces of love and truth for myself alone. I told it all. Let the congregation know the whole story. Now, God, don't hold out on me. Don't hold back your passion. Your love and truth are all that keeps me together. When troubles ganged up to me, on me, a mob of sin passed counting. I was so swamped by guilt. I couldn't see my way through. I couldn't see my way clear. More guilt in my heart than hair on my head. So heavy that guilt, so heavy the guilt that my heart gave out. Soften up, soften up God and intervene. Hurry and get me some help. So those, are, those who are trying to kidnap my soul will be embarrassed and lose face. So anyone who gets a kick out of making me, so anyone who gets a kick out of making me miserable will be heckled and disgraced. So those who pray for my ruin will be booed and jeered without mercy. But all who are hurting, all who are hunting for you, 
Oh, let them sing and be happy. Let those who know what you are all about tell the world you are great, you are great and not quitting about me. I'm a mess. Wow. I'm nothing and have nothing. Make something of me. You can do it. You have got what it takes. But God, don't put it off. Hallelujah. And the final chapter for the day, 41. Dignify those who are down on their luck. You will feel good. That's what God does. God looks after us all. Makes us robust with life. Makes us robust with life. Lucky to be in the land. We are free from enemy worries. Whenever we are sick and in bed, God becomes our nurse. Nurse us back to health. I said, God, be gracious. I said, God, be gracious. Put me together again. My sin have torn me to pieces. My sins have torn me to pieces. My enemies are wishing the worst for me. They make bets on which day I will die. If someone comes to see me, his mouth's empty platitudes. All the while, gathering gossip about me to entertain the street corner crowd, these friends who hate me, whispers slander, whispers slanders all over town. They form committee to plan misery for me. The rumor goes out, he's got some dirty, deadly disease. The doctors have given up on him. Even his very, even my best friend, the one I always told everything, he ate meals at my house all the time, had beaten my hand. God, give grace, get me up on my feet. I will show them a thing or two. Meanwhile, I'm sure you're on my side. No victory shouts yet from the enemy camp. You know me inside out. You hold me together. You will never fail to stand, to stand me tall in your presence. So I can look, so I can look you in the eyes. Blessed is God, Israel's God. Always, always, always. Yes, yes, yes. Praise be to God. Now we are done with this Old Testament reading of today's Bible verses. And at this point, we'll be going straight to the affirmation segment of today's meeting. First, let me say a very big thank you to the esteemed Sister Maka for this opportunity to take us through the affirmation segments. Thank you so much, Ma. It's an honor. Praise the Lord. I'll share the affirmation at this point on the screen so you can, we can all join. Praise the Lord. We start our affirmation by taking our names first. My name is, you say your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. The next paragraph, I, your name, I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The top paragraph, your name first. My love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgments. At this point, I'll kindly ask you to unmute your mics as we take our affirmation at the count of three. Please kindly unmute your mics. One, two, three. My name is Martin Scucci. I'm the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of Christ. I 
in jesus precious name amen 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 praise the lord hallelujah 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 Look at this point, we'll be going straight to the communion segments. Praise God. You need to take out your communion materials at this time. And our text is um our text is taken from First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse twenty-three. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus same night in which he was betrayed took bread. When you are giving thanks, he break it and said, take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for the body of Christ. We thank you for the body of Christ. That was We thank you for the body of Christ that was broken for us. He is the bread of life. I came down from heaven and he said, if you eat this bread, you will hunger no more. Thank you, Lord God. As we take this bread this morning, we declare in the name of the Lord Jesus that we are filled to overflow. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had stopped saying this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death. Till he come. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we keep in mind how Jesus died, how he was bruised, beaten, battered, spat on, and all this he did for us. We keep in mind that he was risen from the dead by the glory of the Father. And we keep in mind that that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. We are mindful of this very thing, that we have eternal life now. We do not live by blood, but by the Holy Spirit. He has quickened our bodies. He has made us alive. Christ is our life. Christ is our life. And we declare this day that Christ is our life. As we take this cup, we declare and affirm that we have eternal life now. That Christ is our life. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are righteous. We are holy. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Go ahead and take the cup. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Christ is our life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Look, at this point, um, I would like to ask if there's anyone amongst us who is celebrating his or her birthday. Your birthday is today, your wedding anniversary. You have um, someone in your family you want us to pray for. Please go ahead and Tell us, you know, just raise your hand kindly wherever you are, please. If today's your birthday, wedding anniversary, praise the Lord. Anybody? Okay. At this point, I'll hand over to the esteemed sister, Marcus, that goes through the remaining part of the meeting. Thank you, everybody. Have a most excellent day.
Thank you so much, Brother Martins. Thank you, Brother John. Thank you, everyone who has joined today's devotion. I believe that you had a good time and have moved to the next and higher level of grace and glory. So you can have a supernatural day. You can have an extraordinary one with filled with miracles. Expect it, desire it. Today's rhapsody talked about the compelling change, compelling desire for change. Whatever area of your life that you want something to change, expect it because it will happen. Praise God. So it's a beautiful Tuesday and enjoy the rest of your day. At this moment, please unmute as we share the benediction. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with us now and forevermore. Amen. And surely God's goodness and mercy follows us all days of our lives. And we dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Enjoy your day, everyone. God bless you. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.